It is now 9 a.m. Stay tuned for Love Talk from The Word with Evelyn Davison and Cindy Vanna. Cindy Vanna love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO the word studios and in the studio with me of course is first lady of love reminding you that we are at the word KLGO 1490 AM true talk radio you can catch up with us streaming live at KLGO.net you can also catch up for the audio portion of this program on our latest blog at lovetalknetwork.com and now a big Resounding applause for First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davidson. Good morning, my well, my BFF. BFF, best friend. Oh, <laughs> best female friend. Best female friend. Jim oh, came home last oh, okay. night, I'm and he, yeah, Jim came home last night and announced to me that I was his BFF. Oh. I was his best female friend. I said, "Well, you better extend that. I better be your BFGF." <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend, right? That's right. You get you get that right, buddy. Oh, you know, Cindy, life is just so good. Uh, we get disappointment after disappointment in in the culture and the things that are going on around us. But when you get down to the bottom line, God is real, and He is so interested in your life and in my life and your family and my family. And it, they're just things every day that we think are at totally out of control that I can't do anything about at 81 years of age. I've given up on trying something <laughs> like, you know, a kid. I can't get control of the socks. Oh, really? In my house. You know, how <laughs> really? am I going to get control of anything else? We have- I have socks that live a life. I am sure that when Jim and I go to sleep at night, there is a sock hop going on around our house. Socks are hiding. Socks are, you know, they're coming out of drawers and laying on the ground. There, I mean, we have a sock war in our house. Well, we... Uh, through the years have had that same war, and we're going to be talking a little bit about war today, but uh, basically is where do they go to? Uh, I can put the, uh, we keep Van's socks separately. I wash his socks separately. And when it comes time for him to pair them, because, uh, you know, I have hand problems, uh, a couple of them are missing. We don't know. He says I'm telling you, they're, they're wayward socks. They're out having a party. They're out rolling around <laughs> in the bars or something. I have no idea. I mean, I'm convinced that socks have their own life, I, and they're living in some kind of parallel universe or well, something. Well, I have to agree with you. But, you know, it is exciting. One of the fun, well, one of the most special times in my life had to do with socks. I'm going to tell this this morning because this is basically where we are in America. So okay, good. Uh, I... I've had periods of sickness in my life, you know, where I've been down for a week, two, three weeks at a time. Basically, I'm a free believer, and, you know, those things happen every once in a while. Uh, I was in the bed, and Van was dressing to go to work, and we have a foot bench on the foot of our bed. And uh, in front, of, on the side of that foot bench, it was a triple dresser. And one side of it was his, and one side was mine, and he had three drawers that had socks in them. We had them color-coded and coordinated. 
Well, I was sitting there watching him. Uh, he had uh, one color had gotten the wrong drawer, and uh, anyway, he oh was, my! Uh, and so one drawer was too full, and he was trying to close it, and the docs, the socks were hanging out, and he and I didn't say anything. I just watched him. He looked over me. He said, "That drives you crazy, doesn't it?" I said, "Yes, it really does." He said, "Well, I'm sorry, but he said these socks are driving me crazy." I said, "I know that." But I said, you know what, honey? I said, those socks are a reminder to me to pray for you. Because just as those socks are not behaving, there are days that you don't behave. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a prayer reminder. Do you know, Cindy? I can tell you honestly, from that day on, I never saw another sock hang out of that drawer. (laughs) It is the most amazing thing to me how... We take the big, the little things of life and make them so big. And socks will absolutely drive you crazy if you let them. I bet people thought we were going to come in here today and we were going to talk about the monumental issues of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, the election. And, and we are going to do that. Yes. But we have to be reminded that in our own lives, there are these things around which even within our grasp, We have such limited control. Mm -hmm. So who do we think we are that we can mount a campaign? If we can't get the socks (laughs) under control, how are we going to deal with these other important things? And yet, they are both on our plate. They are both Mm -hmm. important. Hey, let's talk about some of the things that are going on in Austin before we jump in beyond socks. (laughs) <laughs> to the seriousness of this. Of the- well, there are a couple of things, uh, Cindy, that are on the brink and uh, new ministries that are starting up. But one of the most important things this weekend is the tribute to our veterans. Uh, so Sunday is Veterans Day. And, of course, the Word and KOKE are deeply involved in the uh, Sunday night thing that uh, Mac Huck uh, Mike, Mike Huckabee, yeah. Randy Phillips, Larry Gatlin, the salute to the troops out at Riverbend. Yes, Riverbend. And there are some tickets still available for that if you want to go online. You can go online at koke.net uh, and, uh, and check those out or just do a Google search for Austin Veterans Day. And there is going to be a big, big parade on Sunday. So we certainly today want to honor those who come before us, Cindy, as, as those people who have given their lives that we might have life and I freedom. I love for Veterans Day, you know, and I call, I call Van every mm-hmm. year yeah. and I call, I call every veteran I know. Mm-hmm. You know, this year when we were in DC, we got to go for the first time to the Korean, um, memorial. And really? It, you know, it came up, it was after the Vietnam yes. and I had not been there. To we see haven't it. either. We need to go. Oh, it is Awesome. They have full, they have a platoon, a full life platoon in a garden like they're out on patrol and it doesn't matter how and they're, and they're buddies and they're, they're helping each other uh-huh. as they walk on patrol and full life carvings and what Whatever position you are in in that garden, it looks as if they are watching you. 
Really? It is. It's well, you know, Van amazing. is a Korean veteran. I know that. And a Navy veteran. And he would, he'd be interested in hearing us say that this morning. But apart from uh, the Veterans Day thing tomorrow, there are a couple of new ministries that we're going to be working with and helping, Cindy. And one of them is uh, with Dr. David Smith, who is the Austin Baptist Associate, I mean, well, I don't know what his real title is, but he, um, he is the what we used to call a district missionary, mm-hmm. and he does He's the head he, of the of the Austin Baptist mm-hmm. Association. But he is also on the Lost and Live group with the pastors all mm-hmm. over the city. Chaplain in in uh, the local police force. Yes, I mean, he's and just an incredible guy. Oh. Communities minded, really oh, generous. He's, awesome. he's made a huge impact. Well, he's working with uh, a number of churches and other individuals uh, to establish a safe house in. Austin for teenage girls. Now, not women older, but teenage girls who are caught up in the sex slave uh, traffic. Sex trafficking. And that's really going to be uh, a major uh, issue during F1, which is coming up. Really oh, yeah. Quickly. Rev your engines mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and wade through traffic. <laughs> yes. Through the Uh, Formula One racing. Right. So, you know, that we're going to be praying about with David. We're going to do some work with him. But we've got groups of teenage girls that are really beginning to help. Oh, yeah. That's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a group we've not really worked well with. You know, there are a number of groups that work with boys. Our friend T.J. Granary does Mm -hmm. that. So many things are done for boys in this city. But But we do have several safe houses. We also have a good friend that's been involved in Christian Women's Ministry. Mm -hmm. And I understand they've got some exciting. News. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rowley yes. uh, through yes. Christian Women's Job Corps is opening a new uh, outreach in Cedar Park. Is and that right? Leander. Okay. And it's going to be not just Christian women, but it's going to be Christian women and men job corps because they're realizing that you know so many of our uh, international friends do not speak English well enough to get above the uh, fast food industry mm-hmm. and yet they're you know well educated and so uh, there are a number of different um, uh, venues that they're going to do and of course one of those is going to be ESL which is English as second language and the other is to help them train and do Bible studies because it is a very, very defined Christian ministry. And, mm-hmm. you know, through the years we've said to people, you know, you, we're here to help you the way we can help you. But you have to trust God for the real help mm-hmm. to do who he wants We also to be. have our good friends at Imagine Art are having a big outreach today. That's Debbie Kaiser and their group down at the Seabrook Center, Imagine yes. Art down there next to the big me- metro station on, on Real uh, Street over by Martin Luther King. And they started today with a, a garden workshop. And at 10 this morning, they're going to have their starving artist breakfast. And then at 11 to 4, they're going to have artist workshops all day long and at 6 p.m. in his presence church will be there and so they're going to have a, a lot going on this weekend and that's an incredible ministry oh it outreach is Cindy. to a disabled artist most of which oh. who are homeless and uh so congratulations to imagine yes. art and we'd love for you guys to get down there and support them uh, today, you know what else is going to be happening in December is the Global Day of Worship broadcast from Jerusalem. They're going to be in Jerusalem, a whole slew, Convoy of Hope, uh, 
Howard, Sally, and Trask uh, are going to be there. Lisa Crump, na- just a lot of national ministries on twelve, twelve, twelve in Jerusalem, where they'll be doing the Global Day of Worship, and they'll originate that broadcast there. And from seven p.m. to eight p.m., uh, we'll have twenty-four hours of prayer. Uh, and worship going every time zone uh, mm. across the uh, globe. And so you can get more information on that by going to Global Day of Worship. Well, Cindy, we uh, in, in our nation right now are troubled. And uh, the I do believe the soul of America is just really uh, broken. And we uh, who believe in the love and the plan of Jesus Christ... Uh, are perhaps in shock this week in regard to uh, not only the election, but some of the other things that are going on. And yet we have a rope of hope that God has given us that we, first of all, must hang on to, but that we've got to go out as a lifeline to others. Um, I remember growing up as a child not knowing that there was any help outside my mom and dad. I thought my total existence mm-hmm. depended on my mom mm-hmm. and my dad. I know exactly what you're trying to talk about here. Uh-huh. And I I had no reality of who God is or that he had a, a plan of liberty and freedom for me uh, to be a person that he had designed me to be. And, you know, every year I used to speak for the Austin Research Pregnancy Center. And this year, uh, the theme was uh, those who come before us. And I, I spent some real time thinking about that. Those veterans, those statesmen, uh, those patriots, uh, founders of this nation who came before us, God put them at a particular place in time in a particular love field that they might be used by him to prepare for the coming generations. And so it is really important, Cindy, that we take hold of the spiritual legacy that God has given us and preserve it. And those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. We are. We're going to take our break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to ask this question, are we accountable to God, and what does that mean? This is Love Talk on the Word. Cindy Vonna love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO the word 1490 AM True Talk Radio reminding you that we are streaming live at klgo.net and also you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com for the latest uh, posting of this audio and our blog. Evelyn, uh, we were talking about what's happening. Rev your engines for Formula Mm -hmm. One, what's happening in the Christian community. And of course, we can't ignore what has happened in, uh, in reality through the elections, uh, this week 
and or in the hearts of Christians this week. But yeah, and it and it dovetails beautifully with where we've been dialoguing. Right. You know, where we've we started this summer and conversation about accountability to God, build what it is to build a spiritual legacy and to leave a footprint and and we made the distinction beyond you know beyond the the bank account and beyond uh you know the the jewelry or or whatever it is that you leave behind or even a pew in a stained glass window there was a time many years ago where you would leave park benches or you would have Mm -hmm. a plaque on a stained glass window and that was your legacy but this is not what we're talking about because this nation was built upon Upon the toil and the sweat and blood and the the inner heart of those who came before us, and uh, so we talked about we've been talking about the seven principles of leaving a spiritual legacy, and we are now in that seventh principle of accountability to God. And we talked about prayer, and we talked about personal accountability. Today, we're talking about corporate accountability really this this view to who are we together as as americans and so before we get into that what i decided that i would do because you are my bff you are going to love this i've got a test for you whoosh okay Okay. so are you right saturday morning Mm -hmm. test okay these are true or false this is my question to you true or false the days after the election, regardless of who won, who is Jesus and will he be the king? Yeah, he's still king. That's true? It is. Okay, so here's the next one. The days after the election, regardless of who uh, has won, do our responsibilities as Christians change? No. Okay. They do not change. All right. So here's another one. True or false? The days after the election, regardless of who won, the greatest agent for social change in America is still winning the hearts and minds of men and women through what? The gospel or legislation? It's true. It's not one through legislation. It's not one through a man. It is one through the life of Jesus Christ, whether it's in a social area, Cindy, it's in a military area, or it's in a uh, legislative area. It is true. We are responsible. And uh, nothing's going to change uh, in regard to our uh, commitment and our responsibility to be who it is he's designed us to be. Well, and I have one last one before we move on. Um, mm-hmm. True or false, it's after the election now. We know who won. Are our children more concerned with whether we spend time with them or who's president? Uh-huh. Children probably uh, know little uh, about what's gone on this week, Cindy, unless there has been an active roundtable at breakfast or dinner at night. Uh, most children today do not spend their time in social issues or cultural issues or election issues. Now, they hear things. If you're in high school, you're taking government courses, that's different. But as far as, as small children knowing 
you know, the struggles that are going on in America. I think it's not on the table of discussion, to be honest with you. Well, most of those little children are going to be like you were at that age or I was at that age where I had images of Khrushchev pounding his his shoe on a table and declaring the yeah. doom of the United States where I was taught every day how to put water in a bathtub, how to put sandbags yeah. in the bathroom door, how to get under your table when mm-hmm. the bomb went off, blah, blah, blah. You, on the other hand, also, we looked completely to our parents in terms of who was going to keep us safe because we, we knew we certainly couldn't keep ourselves safe at that at that tender age. And so even as parents are wrestling with these issues today, what they, their perspective and what they impart to their children, both in truth and in spirit, in other words, anger or fear are as important as what they tell them. You know, Ellen, you did a, you did a fabulous op-ed, you know, on, on the soul of America. And I want us to talk about that. Because really, we have the external evidence of what has taken place in this nation. We're going to parse out some of those factoids that have to do with that. But the the basis of the conversation that we're really having is around the soul of America. You know, there was another president after the war of uh, of cessation. Mm-hmm. In the civil, what we re- we refer to as the Civil War, right? Who pondered this very question: Where were we going to go as the soul of America? Mm-hmm. If we think we are a deeply divided nation today, think of the division of the nation at that hot time, where households had literally been destroyed by battle. Blood had been shed up on in a family on both sides of the table, divided on a stance. And how was that going to be repaired? And Abraham Lincoln wrote a book mm-hmm. about the divine providence of God. He pondered that again and again. What is it about the will of man? How is it that we line up with the will of God? And how is it that a nation heals a divide that looks as if it can never be healed? And in fact, very few nations have ever survived that kind of conflict. Well, that's true, Cindy. And, you know, we're a people of history who have struggled with many issues in our nation. And um, this is not a time that's um, foreign to Americans. We've, you know, through the years, we've had to make those uh, some of those decisions. And we are, we are living in some very interesting days in our country. I love that you chose that word. It is because interesting. that is the truth. You, if we use just the D words, destruction, despair, mm-hmm. disappointment, or even the E words, elation, excitement, yeah. expectation, enablement, empowerment, neither one of those really have the perspective that we want to talk about because they're, they're both so polarized. The truth of the matter is, is we're asking for a view and a perspective that moves our 
nation forward. That's true, Cindy. And if you listen to the news and the commentary, the number one problem in America today is the skewed media. You know, they have an agenda. They're going to stay with it. And it, and the truth is very difficult to, uh, interpret from some of the things that we hear and see on television. But you know that what we do know is this, and I think that's what we need to talk about today is some of the things that we know is we've been able to look at them this week and see where we are go, where we've been and what's caused us to be where we are today and where we're going because we have a major responsibility in this nation to leave a spiritual legacy. A spiritual legacy because this nation was founded upon the Word of God and that is diminishing in our nation today. Uh, the, the ratio of, of um, conservatives and liberal thinkers uh, or voters uh, was absolutely equal. The, the issue of determining who won the election was again upon the electoral college. And that is, uh, is, is a problem, to be honest with you. Uh, it is, uh, well, depending on what side of the fence you sit on. Well, <laughs> it, is, it is, but it is if you're talking about freedom. Because we're losing more of our freedom every day. And we talked about, you know, even in England, you know, a church can't have communion and not let you know, Satan worshippers come in. The The problem that we have is not our problem. I mean, it's not your problem. It's not my problem. It's a culture problem that we've allowed to happen in our lifetime because we've come so far away from the intended uh, heart of those early Americans like Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln found, formed the Republican Party. He, he gave birth to it. And that means that there's liberty for everyone, whatever the color of your skin is, whatever the color of your, uh, your eyes are. He, that was one of the greatest legacies I think Abraham Lincoln has left this nation. Uh, it, like everything else, has become polluted by a mindset that the world owes me a living or God owes me and we call it entitlement. And it does boil down to one single factor, Cindy, and that is who is going to run the world? Who's going to run our nation? Is it going to be people that have left the, uh, the mindset that God is control? Um, is it going to be, uh, those that have a worldview toward, uh, sexuality, uh, Politics, all of these things are on the rise if you look at the demographics of our nation today. And unfortunately, money has a major thing to do with this. <laughs> Duh. And we know from some of the stats that came out that one of the reasons that the Northwest, there were four major, besides Arizona and uh, New Mexico and Colorado, there were four major metropolitan areas that benefited from the last bailout that went to the auto industry. And then, of course, the, the storm came in, and that disrupted things. And, and there were people on, on some of the um, Facebook saying that, you know, God sent the storm. Well, the devil sends storms too, Cindy. If you remember when Jesus was in the boat, the storm came up, and the disciples lost their faith, and he said, where's your faith? He calmed the storm. So we in America have a, a great 
tendency to blame things for where we are right now. And part of it, and most of it, is because we as Christians have been hiding out. We have not stood ground on the issues in our schools, in 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 every area of our life. So, you know, it is easy for us today to put blame on Romney or put blame on Obama. But the time has come is that we have got to figure out what it is we ourselves can do to change the legacy that's being formed right now that we're going to leave my great-grandchildren. Let's come back and talk about that and answer this question. Can God heal our nation? Will he heal our nation? This is Love Talk on the Word. morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios that is 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live, klgo.net. You can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. And in the studio, of course, with me as founder and creator of Love Talk, Evelyn Davis, and also the publisher of an owner of Good News Journal. Evelyn, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about this before we go to the, uh, solutions. Let's, let's continue to parse out. You know, I've listened to the talking heads, uh, all week. You know, frankly, at the beginning of the whole, uh, debate series, and I'm not talking about, uh, just the presidential debate between uh, President Obama and the contender uh, Mitt Romney. I'm talking about early on in the Republican uh, primaries. You know, I I I had such reservations about the direction of of the Republican Party then because I used to be in the olden days. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't carry your state. You weren't, it didn't matter how wonderful oh. you were, you were not a contender. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't represent some of the diverse demography of the country, you were not a contender. And so I was, I was always amazed from the beginning of the process that we were looking at two contenders that were not going to carry their states and didn't represent any kind of diversity in demography. I mean, from their states and, uh, representative of that. So there were some things that, you know, were clearly to anybody mm-hmm. who's ever done any 101 observing of what's going on in the election process. But there are more that we want to talk about the lessons learned from the 2012 election. And first one is, is it was a decisive victory. I mean, let's just, Say it With like votes. it is. Yeah, I understand the popular it. vote, mm-hmm. you know, was, uh, went to the contender, but with over 300 electoral That's votes, enormous. that is a resounding victory. Um, that the voting amongst younger Americans, 
uh, Americans of ethnicity, whether African American or Hispanics, not only held firm from the elections, the earlier elections, mm-hmm. but in fact were, were part of that decisive victory. Another thing is, is, um, that the evolution of both Joe Biden and President Obama on marriage mm-hmm. cost them nothing. Mm-hmm. Nor on abortion, Cindy. Yeah, nor or over Benghazi. Uh-huh. None of the things right. that now part I mean, of yeah. part of that is is even though those things were spoken to within the Republican platform, they were not articulated. Well, they bailed. They bailed on the conservative. <laughs> yes, say, I'll say it, Cindy. <laughs> you go, girl. I'll say it. They Republicans bailed out. Romney is not a true conservative, and I can tell you it's it's going to come back stronger because of the Tea Party, because they were so... Oh, no. I mean, the talking heads finished. say that conservatism is dead. That's what they want you to believe. Oh, I know. That but conservatisms it's, it's, and Christians are uh-huh. fringe, and it's dead, yeah. and the Repu- with the Republican Party... Now, listen, I'm not touting the Republican Party, because I could just spit nails, you know, <laughs> we over both of them. You know, I'd like to be... I'd like to be a part of any one of them, but I'm a, such an outsider to the whole thing. Uh, you can't, can't get me started there, but uh, to believe that they are representative, and now they're both saying, "Is you because you just can't?" Those fringe people are what lost you the election. You got to come over here to this whole mm-hmm. group that represent this victory and kowtow to that. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about. Let's talk about the divided electorate. So the margin we've covered this. The margin of the electorate. Electoral college was significant. The popular vote reveals that we're a deeply divided nation. Mm-hmm. We're not only divided as Americans, but we're really divided over this world view that Absolutely. is being uh, so impressed upon America that we have to forget what it is to be an American, come mm-hmm. over here, join the world view, mm-hmm. and literally that is to some degree the referendum that was taking place in the election. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Cindy, is uh, there is a difference in a Christian worldview and a non-Christian worldview. And this this election basically has been over religion. It is you. The bottom line is moral issues. Jeez, Evelyn, I thought it was over the economy. Isn't that what everyone said? No. Well, they thought that, and and that's why, you know, the bailouts were so important, because it, it stabilized an area that would have fallen. But the, the catastrophe of all this, Cindy, is in the war against freedom to worship God in a way that uh, we know this nation was established to do. Uh, if we look at where the discontent is today, it's... Basically, the conservative, godly, moral point of view, worldview, is the center section of this nation. The far left is on the on the east side, and the farther left is on uh, the west side, California. But the thing is, is that it's not a war that we can fight by ourselves, Cindy. This is a war like God spoke to Israel about. He said the battle is mine. 
the battle is mine. I'm going to help you fight this. And he did in some very miraculous ways. But if you go to the bottom line, it is a moral issue that has really divided this nation. If you look at, well, for instance, today, Louisiana yesterday filed suit with the president file notice that they are filing suit in a, in a district court to succeed from the union. Now that's Louisiana. Most of the, I am so surprised Rick okay. wasn't first in that queue. <laughs> okay. Now, if you if you know is uh, Louisiana pretty well, it is a strong Catholic state, and they believe very very strongly in the right to life. And that is an issue they're not going to change their mind on. So when we look at where we are and we see the all of these things that are changing, the electric has changed, uh, the, the people who voted changed. There were more than a one million people in this nation that went to a popular website and signed a petition saying they would not vote for anybody. They would write Jesus Christ into. Well, 30 million evangelicals stayed home. That's the thing. So you've got 31 million people, evangelicals, who believe in the fundamental teachings of the scripture. That God is holy. 31 didn't make a decision. Now, we, you and I struggled. What decision do we make? And the bottom line had to be on godly values. So, well, I'm a single issue voter. It isn't like if there was room for me in the Democratic Party that they weren't, uh, not only not writing in God, but uh-huh. writing off God That's or it. that not protecting the unborn. Right. Uh, those issues. I, I mean, there are things within social justice that I agree with in terms of the poor. And th- there are things within the Democratic Party that I think are uh, n- not as, quote, business greed oriented right. in the Republican Party. But I can't be a part of that because I can't. Right. I can't. Come over to those other issues. There's no bridge for me. There's nothing for me to walk across. Yeah. And so you and I are in this 31 million. Well, we did vote. Well, we voted. And we voted on godly values. But we are in this same mindset as the 31 millions that did not vote. Because they didn't. Well, have a the news that says did. that you know whether we voted or not, you and I are dinosaurs and extinct. Yeah. I mean that that would be that's that's half of what people want you to take away is that you and I are just basically uh, going away. And and I told you We're today that we need to have this program. We need to we need to just preface the whole program to say we're having a fundraiser for an endangered species and we found out it was the white male uh, <laughs> is the endangered species and so we're going to do a major fundraiser for you guys so mm-hmm. when, when there's just one of you left in a zoo someplace <laughs> so according to everyone but we want to move Evelyn before and we want to in our closing segment, provide some takeaways. And we're going to talk about, you know, uh, was this a prophetic announcement? Mm. How is it that healing's going to come to our land? This is Love Talk on the Word.
Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also get this audio portion of our program up on lovetalknetwork.com and our latest blog. Evelyn, you know, there, you and I spent the week, uh, number one, counseling the Julian phone calls yes. that were coming into our house of just tell me how to go forward kind of mm. things. I've never seen so many downcast souls. Right. And then reading one op-ed after another. And um, I was interested, Jack Hayford, um, he talked about some of what we heard in Washington, D.C. when Doug Small and Dave Cabal and Dave Butts and Jack Hayford was saying kind of the same thing that is this 2012 election a prophetic announcement of you know prophetically is this not only where we are but where we're going prophetically and by that i mean as in biblical is this the lifting of god's hand where he sent the call to America that this is your opportunity to return to me, even though you and I know there was more, probably more prayer for this election other than mm-hmm. the election right. around the Civil War than there has been in this nation. Literally, I can't remember an election where mm-hmm. uh, there was more prayer. But is this, you know, besides that it is a landmark of history, Reveal the the flow of events which increase the depth and spread when the church has lost its way and lost its mission. And what are some of those things that you think make us accountable to God where we can come into alignment with him in terms of his word? And where do we go from here? Well, Cindy, we've heard a lot this week. Uh, there's not been a lot on television because it's it's pretty one-sided. It's skewed. Uh, but when you when you have connection with uh, world news services that from people outside of this nation, and then on the other side or on the inside, uh, you get a pretty good view of what the world thinks about America today, and they see us as a weakling. America's going down. America's going down. Uh, I think next week uh, we're going to have um, Kathy with us. And I want us to talk a little bit about a letter next week that uh, I got this week from some German friends of a friend of mine, Betty Southern. But to, to go back to the question that you ask, uh, one of the great truths and legacies left to us was by uh, President Ronald Reagan. And he made this statement. If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we are are a nation gone under. Now, this year, our theme for NDP was, what? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the coming theme is... It is in his name the nations will put their hope, Matthew 12, 21. Now, we know that. You and I know that. We believe that. And when we pray, we pray to to that... uh, center. Uh, but if you look at where we are in America today and thinking there are probably 31 million Christians, believers, who didn't like the choices and did not vote for one reason or another, and it's that's substantiated, you know, with some of the news reports, then we would say 
that the thought of leaving a love legacy is getting stronger every day in this nation. Now, the news will tell us that it's diminishing. But there are many secret disciples like Bonhoeffer. We have got to get to the point that we can make our voice be known. And it's this was not really an election on the referendum, referendum of the soul of America. It was a time for us to identify what our real needs are in this nation and what is it that we as Jesus followers must do. We don't have a choice, Cindy. And I don't have much time left. You know, when you get my age, like George Burns, you know, if you thought you're going to live this long, you'd have done some different things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we do have the responsibility to leave a love legacy in this nation and be the example of people who believe God, who trust God, who allow Him to use our life in a way that would bring blessings to others. And so when we look at it, uh, we don't set aside those godly values this nation was founded on. And if we did, there's some things that would happen in this nation that would absolutely break the heart of anybody. More children are going to die, unborn babies. Marriage is going to come under a greater attack. Immorality is being exalted. Just, just yesterday, the original commander in Iraq came forth and resigned because he had what? An know. affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, America could easily collapse under the weight of the um, escalating economic death. We have got to get our spending under control. Uh, I tell you, Cindy, Islam is being emboldened. It's everywhere. And our military is getting weaker every day. You know, there are thousands and thousands of ballots that are floating out there that were not counted because of the way the military has been treated in this election. And that's wrong. That is definitely wrong. Uh, Israel has left, lost its strongest ally. America's always been the strongest ally for Israel. There's a book out right now called The Harbinger, and it tells basically this. This is a thesis. America was established like God established Israel under Abraham. And because Abraham's people, God's people, Second Chronicles 7.14, stopped listening to God, stopped getting directions from God, disaster fell. And if, if this author is right, this is a track that America's on today. But the other thing is the world is becoming a more dangerous place, and that's the thing that puts fear in your heart and my heart. When you look at Iran today and see how close they are to setting off missiles that could be a catastrophic thing, not only to Israel, but to America. We are in a very precarious situation in our nation today. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. We've... we've dissected the factoids. Let's talk about that bigger picture of hope. In Isaiah 49.23 says this, Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Romans 12.12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. So here are the things that cannot be refuted. The Lord says, Never will I forsake you, nor will I leave you. 
Then and he says, I've made a covenant, a new covenant with you. Not that it is a blood covenant, but a covenant of his spirit, that his presence of the Holy Spirit lives on us. So how are things different than they were ever before is in this, that God will speak to our hearts and guide us when we seek him and pray to him. That we can be confident in the sovereign Lord of life. That he is always going to be pro-life. He's always Mm -hmm. going to be seeking the avenue of life. And that he will see to completion the fulfillment of his promises and his plan. And so right now is not the question. It's not so much for the, for the hearts of America to be in, especially in the hearts of Christians and evangelicals. Is why, why did this happen? The parsing out of the factoids that you and I did at the first part of the program, but it is how. How is it that the Lord wants to use your life, wants to use my life, wants to use this time? The condition of our countries, the very circumstances that we stand in today. And even if those circumstances don't change, how is it that He wants to use our life? And it is when our soul which is disappointed in the outcome of man, does not become disappointed in God, but speaks, We our spirit speaks to our soul and says, the Lord is my portion, therefore I hope in him. We place confidence in him. We, we recognize him as strong and loving, unchanging. We put our eyes upon him. We live in anticipation that he speaks to us and that he will not disappoint absolutely he is the redeemer cindy and we have to believe that you know it it is so important for us to wrap this up today with hope and that hope is always our rope of hope for jesus christ and every person has to give an account to god cindy every nation is going to have to give an account to god and we are responsible individually for our actions and accountable for what we do and so the penalty for wrongdoing uh, is that we give up our blessing, and that's where we are in America today. So some of the steps, there are a couple of steps to the cross life we're talking about. Number one is connection, that's salvation. Secondly is dedication, is you would come to know him personally and say, I want to be a Jesus follower. And then consecrate your life to him. And then begin to apply his word to your life in every way. He says, get up, get out, and go tell the good news. It says it's been a wonderful day today. Stay Cindy on Love Talk. It has been. This has been Love Talk on the Word.